Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Growing Knowledge Podcast. I know it's been a while. Um, I've been kind of busy with state officer things, but we're finally back. Uh, here we are. Uh, I actually have a very special guest with me today. Uh, one of my teammates and a good friend of mine, uh, Miss Riley Rowe. Riley, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody? Thank you for having me, Parker. Um, so my name is Riley Rowe. I uh, graduated from Bellevue High School. I'm from Marion County, Florida. I'm currently serving as Florida FA State President. Um, my background is in production agriculture, um, growing up on my family's beef cattle operation, and that's kind of how I got started um, in FFA and now serving as a state officer. Awesome. So, uh, you know, you touched about on a little bit about your FFA experience. So I know you kind of have a unique FFA experience in, in the sense that you were exposed to FFA a long time before you even uh, had your own blue jacket. So why don't you talk a little bit about, you know, your experience uh, before you joined FFA and kind of how you knew about it and then uh, you uh, starting in FFA in middle school? I knew... Um at a very young age, the FFA was something that I wanted to be a part of. Um, my family is very heavily involved in agriculture. Um, my mom is a middle school ag teacher. My aunt was a past state officer. My grandfather's a large animal vet. So um, the values of agriculture and FFA have been instilled in me um, since I was very young. Um, and so when I was in, I, I guess, elementary school age, um, I would travel down to FFA convention every year with my aunt when she would volunteer. Um, and I would see state officers on stage and FFA members competing in the finals hall. Um, and I knew that the second I was able to become an FFA member, that's what I wanted to do. And so um, that's kind of how I got started. And then in middle school, um, I was very active. That's where um, I'm very appreciative for my middle school years because that's where I was able to um, try out a lot of different things and opportunities in FFA. Um, and then once I got into high school, I could become more competitive in those areas. Um, I did beef cattle production um, and worked for an ag marketing company uh, for my SAE. Um, and then I also competed in other CDEs and LDEs as well. So being from Marion County, one of the big things that a lot of students are active is in, in is the Southeastern Youth Fair. And I know that's something you participated in for many years uh, growing up. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, your experiences at the Southeastern Youth Fair? And, you know, I've heard really good things about it. So why don't you uh, just tell everybody, you know, a little bit about the fair? Um, the Southeastern Youth Fair is probably my favorite week of the year, maybe besides FFA convention. Um, and so... Our community is uh, very heavily involved in agriculture, so being able to have been involved in a youth fair since I was eight years old, um, whether that was showing in the Kitty Goat Show, um, showing lambs and hogs when I was in elementary school, and then transi transitioning into showing um, beef cattle at the county fair, um, it was something I learned so much um, about responsibility, um, about being a team player, um, and I just learned a lot about agriculture as well, and just being responsible uh, for my own product. Um, and one to serve the consumer the best way possible and so um, I am very appreciative not only for those lessons that I learned at the Southeastern Youth Fair but also just the community of people I feel like that there are people at that fair that will um, do anything to see um, our youth in agriculture um, be successful and so I'm very lucky to have that support system growing up all those years and now this year was my first year I wasn't able to participate um, as an exhibitor but I was able to go and help my younger sister um, with her steers and her heifer or her steer and her heifer so um, just seeing it all come full circle was something that I really enjoyed. 
So now that we've talked a lot about, you know, a uh, big heavy part of your essay, which was showing animals and beef production, uh, I wanted to flip more into the agriculture communication side. You know, you briefly talked about how, you know, you worked for an agriculture communications company. So could you give us a little more details about what exactly you did? Yes. So um, my summer internship for two or three summers, um, I worked for an ag marketing company. Um, they specialize in website design, uh, photography, videography, um, graphic design, that sort of thing. And so I was able to just go in. Um, I did a lot of video editing, um, which was something I wasn't very good at when I started, but I felt like once I left, um, it was a skill that I had gained and that I could use um, eventually. And it was also where I kind of found what I wanted to do um, as a career goal because up until that point, I wasn't very sure. Um, I knew I wanted to be involved in agriculture and I knew that I was very passionate about um, writing and being able to have a creative outlet through um, photography and, and website design and those kind of things. And so uh, ag communications is something I feel like kind of combines all of those passions of mine into one career. So um, just being able to learn those technical skills and um, my beef entrepreneurship SAE was more of um, me being sort of, I guess, the business owner, you could say, um, but then working in my placement SAE, that's really where I kind of had the employee standpoint as well. So I learned a lot from that. What would you say were some of the coolest projects you got to work on while working at working with agriculture communications? Um, I would say my favorite, um, I was able to edit the videos for the award winners of the National um, Ag in the Classroom. Um, they do that awards banquet every year for teachers all over the country. And so um, I would get to see all the behind the scenes pictures of them in their classrooms, um, integrating ag education into schools that um, may not have an FFA chapter, but they have a really awesome ag program for students, uh, maybe in urban areas where students aren't as familiar with agriculture. Um, schools with special needs students, um, they're able to integrate agriculture into that as well. And so um, being able to edit those videos, not only was it fun to learn how to edit videos and do the software and stuff, but it was more touching just being able to see all the stories and how um, all over the country teachers are trying to um, use agriculture as a way to help students have um, some hands-on learning and become agriculturally literate. So that was probably my favorite part of that. So now that we move past kind of your SAEs and, you know, you briefly talked about your middle school years, I wanted to kind of hone in on high school. You know, that's a big developing time uh, for FFA for a lot of students. Um, so the first time I ever really knew you was as our district president. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your time as the District 5 president? I absolutely loved um being the District 5 president, I love District 5. It holds a very special place in my Same heart. Park. Um, Parker and I, uh, we are big, big District 5 fans. Um, and so I loved being able to serve the members of District 5. Um, I think my favorite part of anything that I did as district president was um, we held, we had did a community service project um, during our district contest. And so I assigned each chapter with a different um, either food item, clothing item, um, and then we attached uh, notes to each, individual notes to every um, item that we were donating that said, um, this was brought to you by your local um, FFA chapters, you know, agricultures and everything we do. So not only were we giving back to the community, but we were also advocating for um, FFA and agriculture education, which um, is neat kind of how things work out because when we were donating these items, um, we was just a local community uh, church and they were helping us um, donate these to people in our community. But um, actually one of the ladies that 
was helping me with this and helping kind of coordinate this project. Um, she had been in FFA years ago and she had kind of just not been around it in a while. Her kids weren't in it. And so then once she saw that that's what we were there for, um, it kind of reminded her the importance of that as well. So that was probably the most rewarding thing that I was able to do um, as a district officer. A contest that you were uh, really active in and super successful in was employment skills. You know, you're the state champion this past year uh, for the contest. So, and not a lot of people really know about this contest. So could you give us a little bit of background about what exactly you have to do um, and kind of what your process looked like to achieve such a high level in this contest? It's definitely a contest. I, um, if we're being completely honest, I wasn't too familiar with it until my senior year. Um, and then as I looked into it, I realized that um, it's a lot about you pick a job um, of your choice and then you have to create a resume um, and basically a job, app, a mock job application um, and submit it. And then you do a mock interview. Um, and so that was something that not only did I feel like it was an FA contest and I wanted to be successful in it, but I felt like this is going to benefit me. Um, it was one of those contests that you're like, this is going to benefit me, even if I go in there and lose. Um, being having, being able to do a mock interview, um, because we're all gonna have job interviews at some point or another. So just doing something like that was a really um, cool experience for me. And um, I was able to be successful in it, but I also know that even if I wasn't, um, the skills that I learned through preparing for that contest were um, probably, that was probably my favorite LD I ever competed in, so. What was the fictional job that you interviewed for? Um, my fictional job, I based it on my SAE. So I did gotcha. um, ag marketing. I think I did assistant assistant director to an ag marketing company. So Assistant um. to the regional manager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, what you did before state office. So let's kind of dive into the, that beast in itself. Being, you know, state being president. Being on a team with you, <laughs> Parker Cruz. <laughs> But no, when we're talking about, you know, being a state officer, that's something that, you know, not a lot of people get to do. And with you, you're unique in the sense that you, you're our state president. And you know, that's something that only one person gets to do <laughs> on the team. You know, there's, there's six uh, area vice presidents, but there's only one state secretary and state president. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, the process of how you went to becoming a state officer, why you wanted to be a state officer, um, and how you've enjoyed your year so far. Being a state officer was a goal that I had set for myself, like I said, going to those conventions at a very young age. Um, but I think as I got older, uh, because when you're younger, you see the state officers and you, you just you idolize mm -hmm. them and you, you want to be just like them. And so as I got older, I my goal um, never shifted, never wavered for me, but my reasons for wanting to run for state office definitely did. And um, it was more so just knowing um, the why behind it and knowing that it was a servant leadership position. Um, and ultimately that's that's a big role to take on. And so I wanted to make sure that uh, my heart was 100% in the right place and I always felt like it was. And so um, once it was came time, senior year, to start preparing um, for state office. It was something I took very seriously. It takes a lot of um, self-reflection, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, know all mm -hmm. those parts about yourself. And um, so being able to, it was something I prepared very hard for because I didn't want to leave um, anything on the table. I wanted to know that I had given it 100% of my effort. And so um, I'm blessed to be able to be on a team with seven of my absolute favorite people um not to flatter parker <laughs> too much here um seven of my favorite people and so this past year while it has been very different for all of us um it's also been very rewarding because it's allowed our team to get creative um and innovative and 
um, how we interact with members. And so um, that's something that I'm very thankful for because it's taught me a lot about um, you don't really have control over um, things that happen in life, but how you react to them is the most important part. So um, that's really what I've been able to take away from, from this year as a state officer. A big question uh, I get asked a lot, and I'm sure every every other state officer on our team mm -hmm. does, is uh, what are some of your, your favorite parts? You know, with our year being so unique in the sense that we've had to deal with COVID-19 and we've kind of had to change the way we do things, um, you know, the idea is still the same and the mission's still the same. So what have been, let's say, your top three uh, favorite things about this year? Oh, goodness. Um, so far. So, not, we're so not done far. Yet. We're not done yet. Um, <laughs> I would say my top three favorite things. Um, my first one is going to be um, chapter programs. I think mm -hmm. that's probably a big one for all of us just because being able to interact with members, and I know a lot of them have been virtual this year, but um, there's some, some days where you're just like, I'm not sure if... Um, I'm getting this message across, but then you have one member who reaches out and says, you know, like I learned a lot from today. And so being able to feel like I, you know, produce something um, to a st students that they felt like they were able to learn something from is always makes you feel like you're, you're doing the right thing. Um, but not only that, being able to learn from them as well, because I've learned so much from the students that I've been able to interact with this year. Even if it is over a Zoom call, they really have taught me so much. And being able to see the diversity within our FFA chapters in Florida is um, because our our area one chapters, obviously agriculture up there doesn't look the same as agriculture, maybe down in Miami in area six. So um, that's probably my top favorite thing. Um, my second favorite thing is probably um, our team and just being able to um, have seven other people to constantly push you to be your very best. I think uh, on our team, we're very, very good about um, just pushing each other. We, we want to see everyone give 110% of their best effort. And so that's something that constantly challenges me um, and that I enjoy. Not to mention, um, they're seven of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Um, Parker excluded, of course. You know, Obviously. Like, I like to give him a hard time. Um, <laughs> and then my third favorite thing um, is probably just the people that I've been able to meet um, through this experience. So whether that's other state officers um, from other states or um, business representatives or even our state staff, just being able to spend more time with them um, is something that I've really enjoyed because there are so many unique people with uh, very cool stories and being able to hear those and connect with them is something that I've loved. You know, and you kind of hone in on there is the ability to meet other state officers. You know, even though we do live in a more virtual world now, uh, we've been able to have those experiences. And one experience we actually just wrapped up the, the, the day we're filming this mm -hmm. this morning uh, was the International Leadership Seminar for State Officers. Um, and, you know, uh, to give you a, a basic summary of what this is, it was a five day, right? Five days, mm -hmm. five day conference. A virtual conference where we basically were able to learn about uh, different global issues, uh, learn about agriculture on a more international scale, um, and get to hear some get to hear from some really really amazing people. Um, I know <laughs> the team favorite was definitely uh, a gentleman named Mr. Bifu. Nakatani. Nakatani. Bifu, mm -hmm. Mr. Bifu Nakatani uh, from Japan. So he actually Zoomed with us uh, yes, from Japan. So that was amazing. Um, and, you know, he dropped some absolute wisdom on yes, us tonight. Yes, he did. We, we all needed it. We yeah. didn't know we needed it, uh, but we did. Well, so what was your favorite Bifu quote oh, uh, from, from Monday night? Oh, uh, my favorite. He had some funny ones, but my favorite that probably, like, hit home with me, he was talking about how, um, how much, you know, 
people love the springtime. And he was just like, well, if it were spring all the time, we wouldn't appreciate it as much. That's why we have to have winter. And he said that in my mind. It was so simple the way he said Mm -hmm. it, but it like really hit home with me because it's just one of those things where you you can't appreciate the good days without the bad days. And so um, it was very inspirational. I think all of us were just like, that really just kind of wrecked our lives a little yeah. bit there for a second. Um, but yeah, I, I loved being able to hear for him, from him. So even though we probably all could say Bifu was our favorite part, mm-hmm. uh, other than him. Honorable mention to Chef Rodney. Yeah, <laughs> Chef Rodney, uh, who taught us how to make homemade pizza rolls. Yes. Uh, definitely another iconic person <laughs> yes. that we interacted with. Um, uh, so, you know, one thing we talked about and a couple of different people we got to hear from was... Um, the UN and their, I can't remember the, the what the acronym stands for, um, but it basically, it's the International Food and Agriculture. I think it's IFACS, maybe? Maybe. Something like that. Um, anyways, it's the UN's organization that deals with agriculture. Um, and, you know, it was really, 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 really cool to see what they were doing on a ground level to help fight some of what they're called SDGs, uh, which stand for Sustainable Development Goals. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's basically 17 goals that the UN had created to uh, help fix a lot of social and, uh, you know, uh, global issues. Um, So it was really cool to see them talk about, you know, what they were doing uh, on the ground to help solve these 17 different goals. Mm -hmm. I know for me, that was like one of the biggest impactful things. And that was a big thing we talked about the entire week was about these goals. Um, You know, some of the ones that I identified the most with uh, was about water. I know something that, uh, you know, making sure everybody has clean water and has access to water. I know something uh, that's I that we all take for granted on a daily basis, and you know, living in Florida, we're surrounded <laughs> by water, and it's not something we think about. Um, um, so that was something that I really, really kind of ta- uh, attached onto. But to move forward with ILSSO, um, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about what your the culture of your group was kind of like? You know, because one night we actually got to sit down as a group, and it was basically our, our time to get to know each other through playing different games from around the world. And those were a lot, a lot of fun. I'm so glad we got to uh, learn those. I'm definitely going to use those mm-hmm. in yes, workshops yes. I do in the future. Yes. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your group? That was probably my favorite night was playing the games, not to mention I won, like, three out of the six games. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there, not to brag or anything. Um, rock, paper, scissors, champion. Um, but anyway, my group was so cool. Um, a couple of the girls in my group I had met um, at State Leadership Summit over the summer. And so that was cool because um, we haven't been able to interact in person, but having people that you've already kind of had um, a relationship with before and now uh, spending time with them again kind of just brought us closer. But there were also about seven people that I had never met before. Um, some people all the way across the country in Washington State, some people um, in Pennsylvania, some people in Texas. So things like that uh, were very, very cool for me just to hear about how agriculture and how their state FFA associations work. Um, and that, yeah, that night when we, we played games and we were just kind of able to talk and get to know each other uh, was something that I think was probably one of my favorite parts of the entire conference. And so hearing their perspectives on everything that we had talked about um, over the week. And then this morning um, we were able to meet with some students mm, yeah. uh, from South Africa. And so they were just put into our our small groups and we were just there and we were able to ask them questions um, about because 
the acronym from the school was ALA, but basically it was... Um, African Leadership Academy. Yeah, African mm-hmm. Leadership Academy. And so they were just telling us all about their experiences there. And, um, and it's funny because some of them... Um, obviously the culture is very different to being able to learn about that, but there's also some things that are just very similar. Um, I know one mm-hmm. of uh, the students, she told us, she's like, I love listening to Drake's music. <laughs> and it's like, some things are just universal. Um, so things like that, I think were, that was just very eye opening for me this week. So now that we've kind of jumped all over the place <laughs> talking about, you know, middle school and ILSSO, um, and all that fun stuff, let's kind of, I'm going to kind of hone it back in and we're going to kind of wrap it up. So a big question we all get asked is, what do you hope to do after state office? And you kind of honed in on it and talked a little bit about it at the beginning. Um, but what are some of your career goals or maybe even life goals in general uh, after you hang up the blue jacket? That is the million dollar question, yeah. isn't it, Parker? <laughs> um, so right now, uh, my career plan is to do something in agriculture marketing to major in ag communications at the University of Florida. Um, I want to hopefully do something that involves um, writing through maybe some journalism, but also I like the marketing side of things as well. I'm not really sure where that will take me. I do know that there's a lot of different things that I can do with that degree. So just being able to advocate for agriculture and be around people and combine all the things that I love doing into a career um, is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, But I've always kind of been one to want to keep an open mind on that. I don't want to necessarily um, say that that's 100% going to happen because, you know, plans change and um, there might be something that I find myself being passionate about and pursuing as well. Um, but I always want to make sure that I'm some way giving back to FFA and the Blue Jacket. So um, whether that's coaching an FFA team um, at a local school or doing something, um, I'm, I don't think they're going to get rid of me too soon. I still want to <laughs> be able to come back and help as much as possible with programs like FFA because uh, developing that leadership in students is something that I'm always going to be passionate about. So the final question I'm going to ask you is kind of a bit of a personality slash fun oh, question. Okay. And you're going to hate me because I'm going to have, you're going to have to think on your toes a little oh, bit. Oh, Parker. Um, but we've done this activity before. So if you can remember what you answered before, this will help you. But I think a great question uh, to ask someone to get kind of a summary of who they are as a person is describe your uh, perfect day. So why don't you go ahead uh, and describe your perfect day. If you need a couple of seconds, we can edit this out. But um, I think what would be Riley Rose's perfect day? I think day? I have it. Okay. Um, my perfect day would be um, getting up and having uh, some coffee. Um, because I, as you can tell, I, Parker having me record this past my bedtime. Um, <laughs> nine o'clock. Normally I'm... Uh, early to go to bed. Um, so anyway, uh, probably a cup of coffee um, and then spent probably breakfast with my family. Uh, I'm very close with like my parents and my siblings or my sibling and my grandparents. Um, so being able to spend time with them, um, doing some shopping during the day. <laughs> I love to go shopping. So uh, probably going to the mall after that, um, going to the beach. I love um, I love being out or the lake, being out on the water. Um, and when the weather's nice, that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and then at night, um, eating some sushi. Uh, Parker doesn't like sushi, but I am a huge fan. And so sushi would probably be, be my meal of choice. Um, and then at night, probably, um, I would say our team karaoke sessions. Yeah, that was one of my favorite absolutely. nights ever is when our whole team, we did a karaoke night. And um, if you know me, you know that I have a karaoke mic that I keep on me at all times. And so uh, being able to just do some karaoke with our team, that would probably be my perfect day. Well, 
This has been and fun. going to bed at a decent hour. <laughs> <laughs> that would also be my perfect day. <laughs> to cap it off. But uh, Riley, thank you so much. Uh, I kind of, you know have told you about this that we're going to sit down and record a podcast one day and i've just been begging him he finally yeah. <laughs> said i guess i'll let her on. i guess so but um you know thank you thank you so much i really do appreciate it um so everybody thank you so much for listening i hope that you always continue to keep uh growing your knowledge um and never stop growing in general as a person um so i hope you guys have a great rest of your day or a great rest of your night whenever you're listening to this um and we'll hear from you guys next time